Tips and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Hunter's laptop censored by Twitter. Knowingly and willingly. This is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. A lot of Republicans, their dream is to cut Social Security Medicare. It's your dream, but I'm going to my veto pen make it a nightmare. President Biden has to stop lying. That's called politics. This is Chinese surveillance balloon program. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right. Let's clear the throats and get the engines going. <laughs> what happened? Well, yeah. Welcome into News and Views for a political trivia Thursday. Your category today, Andrew Jackson, will play in a little bit. So yesterday afternoon, uh, Uncle Joe went on PBS with uh, Judy Woodworf, Woodruff. And um, it was really sort of interesting. She asked a, a couple of penetrating questions. And uh, first of all, she asked about the classified materials. And, uh, he, you know, he, typical Joe, he had that goofy grin on his face. And he said, well, look, he said they're making a big deal about this. You know, some of this stuff goes back to 1974. What's the big deal? So in Come other words, on, you've, you've had classified materials in your possession for 50 years, and you laugh it off and shrug it off. <laughs> when he but had way, abs- my Corvette's in a locked garage. Yeah. Okay. He had absolutely no uh, reason to have classified documents. And then she says, well, you know, when it was Donald Trump, you said how terribly irresponsible it is. Do you still feel that way now? And he said, well, you know, my attorneys have said not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I caught a few minutes of that, and, uh, you know, you would think, well, it's PBS. I know it's government-run, government-funded, whatever, but um, it's just softball questions yeah. after softball yeah. questions. And, you know. Well, and as I say, for her, that was pretty hardball. Yeah. I mean, that, I know it's not much, but for her. But you wouldn't compare how every every media outlet, including Fox News, if you had um, – What's the guy that was there? Chris Wallace. I mean, yeah. every media outlet under Trump were just was plain. And I don't mind if they were 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 asking tough questions of Trump, but but they were just disrespectful. Yeah. But yeah. with Biden, they just, I guess they feel sorry for him. So yesterday we pondered how many people actually tuned in to watch Biden's State of the Union address. Turns out that number is pretty bad, pretty low, lowest in 30 years. It was 330 million, approximately, people mm-hmm. living in the United States, uh, American citizens. We don't really – if you count everybody in the United States, it's probably about 350 million. But uh, yeah, I think we keep telling ourselves that, but I think it's more like 400. 400, probably. <laughs> uh, turns out the number that actually watched uh, Uncle Joe was just 27.3 million, the lowest in 30 years. <laughs> And what's interesting about that is it's the lowest in 30 years, but 30 years ago, you didn't have 16 networks carrying it. Yeah, I mean, true. it was all over the place. I mean, basically, you had the three big networks carrying it 30 <clears throat> years ago. So that's a decline of uh, 29% um, from just last year. Those ratings look even worse when you compare them to Donald Trump. So last year... Uh, Joe had 38.2 million. This year he had 27.3. Uh, Trump in 2017 had 48 million. 2018, 45.6 million. 2019, 46.8 million. And uh, 2020, 37.2 million. 
Um, what Joe is not doing well in is the demographics. Seventy-three percent of the viewers were 55 and older. Nineteen percent, 35 to 55. Five uh, percent, 18 to 34. Um, not looking good for for Joe. It, I mean, it, I guess it doesn't matter that he lied through the whole State of the Union because nobody knows about it. So, what was the next lowest during the Clinton era? Is that right? <clears throat> I don't know. Prior to that, I don't have any. Uh, like pre- I, I said, Pretty, like, uh, yeah, it seemed like I saw the lowest since '98, and I think Clinton. Well, yeah, that's it, yeah, lowest since so for been 30 Cl- years. That would have been Clinton in office, Bill Clinton. Yeah, 23, uh, 13. Yeah, that's uh, probably about uh, that's probably about the time of the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yeah, what? Well, that'd have been uh, '93, right? 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, a new poll. I know you're sick of them, and I keep saying I won't go back to them anymore, but I I do find them interesting. Monmouth University released a new survey uh, showing Ron DeSantis leading Donald Trump 53% to 40% by um, amongst Republican voters. Now, I'm assuming it, it, the, this uh, story does not say that it was a particular state, so I'm assuming, assuming this is a national poll. As you said, it doesn't really matter uh, because the, of the of the primary process we go through that's state by state. Uh, DeSantis leads Trump 53 to 40 percent among all Republican voters, 49 to 46 percent among strong Republicans. The poll shows DeSantis leads Trump amongst most demographics. The uh, exceptions are those learning or earning less than $50,000 a year. They broke for Trump 53 percent to 38 percent. Those 65 and older broke for Trump 49 percent to 43 percent. Actually, both those numbers surprise me. Uh, I, I guess more of the 65 and, uh, and up number surprises me more than the $50,000 and less. Both Trump and DeSantis are well-liked in the party rank and file, but it's uh, likely that voter opinion of Trump is more firmly set than DeSantis right now. Thank and, you. Well, in other words, if you, <laughs> if you like Trump, you love Trump. If you like DeSantis, you're, it's sort of a wait and see. He's pretty solid on that 30 to 35 percent. Yeah. That's true. Various polls have showed Mr. DeSantis, Mr. Trump battling it out for the top stop, uh, top spot, I should say. Trump and DeSantis remain deeply popular with Republicans. The polls showed 80% of votes have, voters have a favorable impression of DeSantis, 6% an unfavorable. Again, this is Republicans. For Trump, I was surprised that this number was so high. 74% 74% say they view Trump favorably, 18% unfavorably. Hmm. Did you see that DeSantis uh, finally responded? Well, not finally, but he responded to Trump, I think, probably the first time to one of mm-hmm. Trump's attacks. Yeah. Did you see that? Have yeah. you got something on that? Or? I, I didn't print off any stories. That was really a <clears throat> story that came out yesterday, but, yeah, he's finally starting to push back a little bit. Well, he pretty much but you know basically said what was it Ronald Ronald Reagan's rule of uh 13th commandment yeah. thou shalt not uh speak ill of speak ill of other republicans he said something like uh you know i'm i'm spending my time uh you know dealing with florida and dealing with attacking joe biden's policies right. instead of attacking other republicans and that, and didn't mention I, I thought it was good he didn't mention his name i mean don't mention his name I, again, I think I think Trump is hurting himself when he goes after DeSantis. I mean, as DeSantis, I think properly said, there's plenty of mud to sling at Joe Biden and the Democrats. Oh yeah, uh, elevate yourself there, and you know, wait wait for the debate stage with you and Ron DeSantis. You know, when we really get into the political season, at, at that point, 
show your differences. But, uh, you know, this Ronda Sanctimonious stuff is uh, eh, just leave it be. Joe Manchin is reportedly livid with how Biden has begun implementing the Inflation Reduction Act, the major Democratic Party legislation that was signed into law only after the senator from West Virginia, a.k.a. Joe Manchin, pledged to support it. Even though Manchin pledged support for the bill after months of debate with party members and the president on proposed legislation, Politico reported today that he has been, he being Joe Manchin, has been raising hell on Capitol Hill over how Biden administration is rolling it out. In a blistering statement, the lawmaker torched Democrats who view the act as a vehicle to fight climate change rather than an energy-securing measure. He called their perspective BS, of course he said it, and accused them of seeking to starve Americans out of energy. Politico's recent report opened by stating the West Virginia Democrat is livid about how his party's president and his administration are rolling out the party line bill and that served as a crowning achievement for both men. He particularly is peeved at the delay in new guidelines on who gets the law's generous electrical vehicle tax credits. The piece explained that Manchin has introduced a bill to halt credits until uh, Janet Yellen implements strict requirements for electric vehicle battery sourcing as he is seeking a way to use those credits to boost U.S. manufacturing rather than oversee vehicles. And listen, where do the batteries come from? Where do 90% of the batteries come from? China. But, yeah, they control the lithium basically in the world. So, yeah, they're coming from China. Yeah. I mean, is is that one of the reasons that Joe is all about electric vehicles, that it's a cash cow for China? I think that's part of it. Uh, Manchin added, I am just totally, absolutely disagreeing with what they're doing. I will continue to fight, and I'll do everything I can to make sure the public knows what they're doing and what it will do to you and your economy and your lifestyle. Manchin's support for the Inflation Reduction Act has proven controversial, especially among his constituents in the red state of West Virginia. You know, this really goes to show that Manchin either is trying to play both sides of the fence or is really naive and incredibly undiscerning. Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> listen, I, I'm no genius, but all you had to do is look at who was proposing the bill, writing the bill, and pushing the bill. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if Joe Manchin for one second thought that the negotiations that he was supposedly going through, and again, you know, part of this thing was they're going to elevate coal. You know, Joe, you sign this, you get behind it, we'll make sure West Virginia's coal production just will go unhindered. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. But they, then as soon as it passed, it said, screw you, Joe. But, I mean, how, how could Joe Manchin, there's no I, way he was that ignorant. I, no, I don't, but, but, but here's why. <clears throat> Joe Manchin is under the impression that, hey, Joe Biden's calling the shots. You know, he's known Joe Biden for a long time, served with him in the Senate prior to, prior to, um, you know, Joe Biden being vice president. And I, I think he's been probably taking Joe Biden at his word. And I can guarantee you the people that's really running the White House don't give a damn what Joe Biden tells Joe Manchin and what he promises Joe Manchin. Yeah. And I think Joe, yeah. Man, uh, Joe Manchin's naive just not to realize that, hey, Joe Biden doesn't have anything to do with this. And they don't care. And that's why, you know, that, to that article he talked about, uh, I mean, he's really ticked at 
you know, the the youngins in the White House is what it boils down to. You got a bunch of you yeah, know. but and I, I I agree with what you're saying, but but I'll just take it a step further and say that yeah, but everybody else knew that that Joe Biden wasn't making the decisions. Yeah. I mean, when when Joe Manchin was working with Joe Biden, he certainly should have been. Uh, smart enough to realize, okay, you know, this is a Manchurian candidate. Yeah. You know, somebody else is pulling the strings, and the young Turks that are at, at the Biden White House and his administration that are, are are pulling the strings, they're the ones that I'm really having to deal with. <laughs> Joe might be the mouthpiece, but again, Manchin, I mean, it's just it's just. Now again, I think there are a lot of people out there. Oh well, Joe Manchin, you know, he's he's the he's the good moderate who's you know bipartisan, all this other load of garbage. But Joe, I, Joe Manchin should have been tipped off when he walked in the Oval Office and Joe Biden called him Joe Theismann. He, <laughs> he should have been tipped off that you know maybe the guy didn't have his faculties in order. But no, but I tell you, Joe Joe Manchin now, he's the one wild card that that I I have kind of a. Yeah, in a, in a 2A category that he could really disrupt the presidential oh, yeah. election. Oh, yeah. If he decided, one, it would destroy the Republicans. If he decided to run on the independent ticket. He'd have to be an independent. There's he, no way the, the progressives are going to let him the get mod, the... The modern-day progressive would not... Well, he wouldn't win a primary. Now, That's if, what they, I'm saying. if yeah. they did an issue of, you know what... Let's bring Joe in as vice president or whatever and, you know, and not even have a primary. You know, the powers would be the party. I mean, I could see that happening. But if Joe, if Joe Manchin runs for on an independent ticket, it will be the, the most votes by an independent in history. I agree with that. Who would it hurt worse? Oh, it would definitely hurt the Republicans. I think it would hurt the Democrats. I don't know. I I, I think the the progressives uh, now. I I think it would hurt both of them. But well, I think it hurt the progress the uh, the Democrats more because while the progressives pick the the presidential candidate, that's obvious. You know, are are the the people that are left in there that are Democrats that are actually thinking? Well, that's an oxymoron. That that are actually voting. Would, would, would there be enough of them that would say, you know, Joe Manchin, he's an attractive <clears throat> candidate. I'm, I'm not going to well, go the progressive route again. I'm well, going to go for Joe. Well, Manchin. the thing you can't do is I don't think you can look at it and say, okay, you got three candidates here. You have to go state by state and say, okay, right. what, what state right. is going to do yeah. what? You know, and that. Yeah, but, but he didn't have to worry about that if he's independent. Um, I mean, he'd have to get on the ballot in all those states. Well, he had to get on the ballot in those states, but if he's, but he can win a state as an independent. I mean, I, I just think some of these, some of these. Well, states, you're talking about a general election. Yeah, yeah gen- I'm talking about the yeah, primary. Yeah, yeah I'm talking yeah, about a yeah. general election. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the general election, because you know some of these states, I mean, they got Democrats have got 215 electoral votes in the bag, plain and simple. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it works. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, you're right. Five six one eight two five five. Mike is on the line. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Larry. Hello, sir. Good to talk to you. Good to have you with us. Yes, yeah, someone turned me over to this radio station about five years ago for Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin. And then y'all came on it, and I just listen to y'all every day and chance I get. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. I, uh, I was listening to you calling out the poll numbers while I go. Yes, sir. And I've been, I've been wanting to call and just give my thoughts. But I, I think you poll numbers are reading it right. I always was told age was wisdom, and your older people are showing their wisdom. We need Trump back in there. The man was stolen. They stole the election from him, 
and the Republicans ought to come together and say, we owe him another term. Well, then I, go I, and let somebody else go. Now, set that aside. Let me, let me just ask you this question. And, and listen, I, I liked Trump as president. But, but let me just ask you, if Trump wasn't running, would you be a DeSantis fan? Yes, I would. Yeah. With, okay. with his numbers in Florida, yes. Yeah. I would I would have yeah. to go with it, yes. When you look at – and, and I'm, not, I'm not discounting what you said about the Republicans – you know, owing it to Trump because Trump did so much and, and the election was stolen from him. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. Right. But let me ask you this. If, as you look at the general election and you looked at the two candidates of Trump or DeSantis, who do you think would do better in the general election? Well, it sounded like he's getting a lot of support because of how good he's doing in Florida. DeSantis, you're referring to, yeah, yeah, and and a lot of people were rejecting Trump just because he was a new person in politics and all. Right. I think that hurt him too, but I, I'm I'm just saying I, I think people need to look at what was done in them four years time and say nobody has ever done that. Good work. We well, I, I think. Uh, listen, I think if, if Trump if Trump were to get in there, I think he would do a fine job. I think he'd make a great president. the The, the question I think that people really need to wrestle with is, uh, it, it, would it be a slam dunk if Trump were to win the primary that he would win the general election? And again, go back to the question of the two candidates, and it looks like it's a pretty good shot that it'll be uh, one of the two of them. But which of the two of them had the better shot at winning the general election? Well, it, it, it's going to take the Republicans coming together, right, and and making the decision. Well, it, Mike, uh, Mike, let's 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 talk um, <clears throat> let's talk election electoral college math. In order to a uh, Republican to win the next presidential election, there's it's going to come down to five states: Pennsylvania, Arizona, Wisconsin. Georgia and Michigan. If you don't win Pennsylvania, oh, if you don't win Pennsylvania, you have to win the other four straight out. If you win Pennsylvania, you can win three of those. Um, and, 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 Trump, and, Trump, and by the way, the state legislature in Pennsylvania just went Democrat. Yeah, for the first time in a it, long time. A long time. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, the, the goal should be of a political party is to win elections and to do. Whatever it takes to get a candidate can win the general election. I mean, I agree with you on what Trump. I mean, I, I voted for Trump uh, when I had to in the first time he ran. And um, but you know, I, I'm kind of looking at the way things are now. I'm saying I, I just don't think he can win. I really don't think he can win, no matter how much the Republicans come together. He's got he's got to peel off some more some more uh, independent votes. So you think he needs to step back and let the Santos go? I do, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh-huh. He don't like to lose. <laughs> he don't like to lose. I mean, he's oh, he's right. used to getting his way, and I mean, he's uh, you know, he's bound and determined. I, I mean, I certainly if he's a Republican candidate, I'll be voting for him. But uh, I just think it's it's a uphill battle. Yeah, Mike, I, I don't now, disagree with anything you said, but again, I think I think you got to look at the general election and say, okay, who can who can win us? I've got a, a question for y'all, Dave. What would it take to get all these election boards 
fair so a Republican could win in some of these states. Well, it's a state-by-state state deal. It's it's not, not – and, and, and we don't want it to be a national deal. We don't want the federal government to decide these things. But okay. it's, it's really important that the – you know, the the Republican Party get their act together. And what's really unfortunate, and I, I hear, you know, Sean Hannity talking about this all the time, is that, and, and I understand why he's saying it, it's unfortunate that we are now in a debate, okay, do we do we go ahead and learn to cheat as well as the, as well as the Democrats do in order to win yeah. an election? And uh, it, it's, it's a sad commentary on our culture that has gotten down to that. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, I think you got to ask yourself, okay, if this is the rules that they're going to play by, then we better, you know, I mean, if they get six outs an inning and we only get three outs an inning, we're going to lose a lot of ball games. Well, you know, I, you, since you threw up the ball game analogy, I don't think, I mean, I certainly don't have think you have to cheat. But if, if there's new rules, I mean, it's just like you go into a football game. If I'm a passing team or and I'm going against the best pass defense in the NFL. Uh, you know what? Maybe I need to run the ball a little bit after a week against the run. But these these are the new these are the new rules, and they just gotta they gotta go out and uh, and harvest ballots like the Democrats are doing. Well, but, and that's but, what I'm referring to. Them, when I, when I'm pro- saying cheating, I'm talking about okay. Five years ago, you couldn't that was that was illegal across the country. Right. right. And now you've got state after state, especially the states that where the Democrats are in charge. I mean, remember Dallas McRae. He went to jail for ballot harvesting. Yeah. And in California, they're they're bragging about it. Right. That's right. So it's uh, unfortunately what what was illegal has now become legal. Hey, hey, Mike, great conversation. Thanks, Thanks for Mike. your input. Yeah, we we don't want to step to their their level. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, no. But but <laughs> but we got to figure out how to win these things. Hey, Mike. Thanks for the call. Stay with us, Benny, and I'll be right back. Welcome back in. Quick look at your weather forecast. A uh, mix of clouds and uh, some clear skies tonight. A few showers developing late, a low of 63. That's pretty warm for an overnight low. Uh, Tomorrow, high around 70 with a good chance of rain, 70% chance of rain, perhaps a quarter of an inch. Uh, Tomorrow night, periods of rain early, a low of 47. Saturday, cloudy, a slight chance of an afternoon shower, high of 52. Saturday night, a low of 39 with, uh, again, possible rain. And uh, Sunday, a pretty much 100% chance of rain, according to what I have. The graph says uh, 80% chance of rain on Sunday with breezy and a high of 53. All in all, though, uh, nice weather uh, today. And, uh, again, by the, by the middle of next week, we'll be in the upper 60s again. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville for the fourth year in a row. Ironwood boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino-designed golf course, members-only full-service dining areas with monthly social events, a competition-sized swimming pool, clay tennis courts, making Ironwood the perfect place to make new traditions with your friends and family. Join Ironwood right now with no initiation fee. Contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653 to find out more. This is unbelievable. So we had Mike call in. Uh, Mike was talking about the uh, the poll that we were talking about earlier between DeSantis and Trump, and Mike said, uh, just in passing, that you know he, he thought that uh, you know Republicans should come together and Donald Trump deserved another chance because the election was stolen from him. 
less than our producers brought this into me. Less than sixty seconds later, Facebook kicks us off. <laughs> and and but what's hilarious about it is they said that we didn't meet their standards on nudity or sexual activity. <laughs> Benny, put your clothes back on. I don't know. Maybe Clark's got a webcam in there we don't know about. <laughs> so, so I mean, they're saying... Um, That's enough. Put down the mic. <laughs> so we broke their standards. We have showed nudity, including genitalia, sexual activity, female nipples. Uh, except, Well, if you're breastfeeding, you're okay. Um, Email them back, see if we can see that. The sexual explicit <laughs> language. And, and this happened immediately, I mean, in less than 60 seconds after Mike said the election was stolen. Uh, and, and you know what the irony of this? The irony of this, in fact, let's jump to this story. Um, yesterday, up uh, on the Hill, there was a, I'll see if I can find the story, there was a, a hearing in the House with uh, representatives from Twitter there talking about um, what in the world Twitter did and why they uh, why they banned and kicked so many doctors well well-versed doctors off of Twitter representative Nancy Mace by the way there is a there are a lot of really sharp young Republicans oh yeah and I, I, I don't know Good a bench. lot about Nancy uh, Nancy Mace but she's sharp. Yeah, she's from Charles, South Carolina. Charleston. Yeah. Charleston, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's up there uh, grilling Vahia Gaddy, the former general counsel and head of legal policy and trust at Twitter, a former. And she basically was asking her, this is cut one, what, what's, your, what's your rationale for cutting off some really brilliant people? Cut one. Dr. Martin Koldorf, a Harvard-educated epidemiologist who once tweeted, COVID vaccines are important for high-risk people and their caretakers. Those with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. The Twitter files reveal this tweet was deemed false information because it ran contrary to the CDC. So my first question this morning of Ms. Gaddy, may I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing... You guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. Did the U.S. government ever contact you or anyone at Twitter to pressure Twitter to moderate or censor certain tweets? Yes or no? We have a program. Did the U.S. government ever contact you or anyone at Twitter to censor or moderate certain tweets? Yes or no? We receive legal demands to remove content from the platform from the U.S. government and governments all around the world. Those are published on a third-party website, and anyone can review them. Thank God for Matt Taibbi. Thank God for Elon Musk for allowing to show us in the world that Twitter was basically a subsidiary of the FBI. So this is just yesterday that they're up there, all the social media gurus are up there apologizing and uh, trying to offer rationale for why they did what they did. 
And a lot of them telling it, you know, it's not going to happen again. The same time those hearings are going, Donald Trump is allowed to go back on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And again, <laughs> we have one caller, uh, you know, Joe Public, Mike, one of our listeners calls in and says the election was stolen. And uh, <laughs> we're th- immediately thrown off. So nothing has changed. And full disclosure, I don't have a lily white reputation with Facebook because <laughs> I'm currently personally in Facebook jail. Uh, hmm, for sharing pictures yeah. of Joe uh, Hunter Biden and his yeah it was you it, it, it was a, 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 you saw it going around a lot of people yeah had I, it. yeah I just shared that balloon it was a balloon picture with so, yeah. no, with hanging hanging from the balloon picture was the the image of Hunter Biden that was in on diapers his laptop or something and, yeah in diapers smoking crack and and I just shared it and said you know it said uh, I was able to zoom in on the Chinese balloon and. Yeah, went against their community standards. And again, that was one of the things they're complaining about. You know, so in fact, Jonathan Turley was up on the hill today talking about the fact how ridiculous it was. This was the Jim Jordan uh, hearing today. How ridiculous it is that so often jokes, things that are obviously parody and jokes. Oh yeah. And and oh, that's misinformation. Yeah, because they kicked off, or was that Twitter that kicked off the Babylon Bee for a while? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Some of their satirical <laughs> satirical things that just are hilarious five six one eight two five five jerry's on the line hey jerry hey jerry hey, guys great show as usual thank you sir hey hey look nancy may she's a rhino but maybe she's being red-pilled she did a great job i will say but what i wanted to say is that, that donald trump he peeled off independence last election 75 million votes and I'm just, it's my opinion that, that with what we have going on in this country right now, he's the only man right now who's going to be able to take the helm, win, and maybe start riding the country. Well, I don't disagree that he could do a great job. The the, the one question I have is, uh, uh, can he win? And, uh, again, you know, if he's our nominee, boy, I'm going to be all gung-ho, and I'll do everything I can to get him to win. But uh, can he win? Be- That's the question. Yeah. Sanders, if he, he gets the nomination, I'm all for the Sanders. But, you know, if you question whether or not Trump can win, then you must question if the Sanders can win. And if the Sanders can then Trump can win. And why why you say that, Jerry? Well, just looking at what Trump did those four years that he was president. Oh, he'll be a great president, oh, oh, whether yeah, or not yeah. he can get across the finish line. Yeah, look, look we don't have to convince you, Jerry. we got to convince somebody else. You don't have to convince <laughs> me. But the problem is... Hey, he, the problem is, as I talked about earlier, if, if regardless of who the Republican candidate is, if they don't win Pennsylvania, they have to win Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Michigan. We lost the Senate race in Georgia, lost lost Michigan, lost Arizona, lost almost lost Wisconsin. So I, I just don't know if the electoral math is there for for Donald Trump. To be honest with you, hey Jerry, we're on your side, buddy. Uh, we got to take a time out. Uh, and listen, when we get back, we're going to play political trivia. So if you want to stay on the line, Jerry, and play political trivia, you can. 561-8255. The lines are open right now. Political trivia. When we get back, your category, Andrew Jackson. We'll be back and play in three minutes. All right, welcome back in. Time for a little political trivia, 561-8255. I think we've got a line or two open yet. 
Uh, prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, a gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, a $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno in Havelock or El Mexicano in New Bern, uh, Newport, I should say. Um, a $20 gift card to Gwynny's Goodies Bakery in Aden, an Ironwood gift certificate, and, right in time for taxes, a $100 gift certificate for tax services at any of the area Kidwell H&R Block offices. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family have won recently, that's 60 days pass before you play again. First up from New Bern, we have Bill on the line. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, how are you? We're doing well. You ready to play? Yes, sir. Your category is Andrew Jackson. Here's your question. Fourteen U.S. presidents can boast about a certain event in their lives. However, Andrew Jackson can say he was number one. He was the first. What was this event of which Andrew Jackson accomplished first? And just not get lucky in the White House. <laughs> Fourteen U.S. presidents can boast about a certain event in their lives. However, Andrew Jackson can say he was number one. He was the first. What was this event of which Andrew Jackson accomplished first? Was it that he got married while he was in the White House? That's not it. That's a good guess. Yeah, a good guess, but there wasn't 14 of them that that happened to. But uh, I think there's only one, actually, that got married in the White House. Good guess. Thanks for playing, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Think about it. Give us a call back. 561-8255. In Winterville, we've got Jonathan on the line. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Yo. Yes, sir. You ready to play? Oh, yeah. I was waiting for that hint. (laughs) The hint. All right. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Some of these presidents didn't even know that they were a part of this exclusive club until they were later told about it. Mm. What do you think? Uh, then they held two terms. Uh, no, that's not it. That's not yeah. it. And I think it's been more than 14 that uh, that's happened to. 561-825. Good guess, though, Jonathan. Guess. Thanks. Think about it some more. 561-8255. Who we got? Broughton. Hey, Broughton. Hey, Broughton. Hello. How Hello. Doing? D- uh, doing well. So you hear the question? Yes, uh, but please repeat it. Uh, Fourteen U.S. presidents can boast about a certain event in their lives. However, Andrew Jackson can say he was number one. What was this event of which Andrew Jackson accomplished first? Uh, any hints? Well, I gave one to uh, Jonathan. I'll repeat it for you. Some of these presidents didn't even know that they were a part of this exclusive club until they were later told about it. I'll give you another hint since we're running out of time. No doubt these presidents were and are very, very grateful that they can say they are a part of this exclusive club. Uh, reaching uh, age 65. And that's not it. That's a good guess. It is a good guess. Good guess. Thanks for uh, thanks for playing. Think about it. Give us a call back. Let's go to Martin. Hey, Martin. Hey, Martin. Martin, yeah. you was it? There he is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you hear the question? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I was going to say they got impeached. They got impeached. Now there hadn't been 14 impeachments, but uh, good guess. Okay. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. You ready for another hint? Oh, you think you got it? Is it, that, is it that, I, I think I'm wrong. Is it, they served in both the House and the Senate? Uh, that's not it. 
that uh, that is a good guess. That is not it. Five six one eight two five five. That opens up a line. Let's go to Caden. Hey, Caden. 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 Yes, you are on. Okay. You ready for another hint? Uh. You want another hint? Yeah, sure. <laughs> How old are you, Caden? Eleven. All right. All right. Great. We are, hey, you're, you've just made our audience a lot younger with that, uh, you being a part of the average. When Ronald Reagan became a part of this exclusive club, it was caught on video for the whole world to see. Hmm. Darn. Caught on video. I'm going to say... Real quick, Caden. The missionaries, I don't know. They're missionaries. <laughs> that would be a lot. That, that would really uh, elevate the uh, wholesomeness of the uh, presidency. That's not it, though. Good guess. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Pam. Hey, Pam. Hey, Pam. Hey, how are you? I'm doing yeah. well. I guess you heard the question. What do you think? They survived assassination. You got it. Congratulations. Yes. Andrew Jackson was the first president to survive an assassination attempt. He was attacked by a man with two pistols. Both of the pistols misfired. So the 67-year-old president beat the man with his walking stick. (laughs) Tough guy. Pam, where are you calling from? Winterville. All right, Pam and Winterville, hang on the line. We're going to get all your info. We've got a bevy of prizes we're going to get to you in the mail, or you can stop by and pick them up. Stay with us. Vinny and I will be right back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Congratulations to Pam Odom. She got our political trivia question. It, uh, those 14 presidents uh, survived an assassination attempt. Can you name me three of the other 13 for extra Ron- credit? Ronald Reagan, uh, McKinley. Uh, was McKinley one? Or I, I, I know Cleveland? No, no, no. Hmm. William Taft. Well, uh, Gerald Ford, of course. Gerald Ford, yeah. Squeaky from. Five six one eight two five five. Wade has a comment. We just have about two minutes, Wade. Make it quick. Hey, Wade. I promise. Good evening, gentlemen. I will, I'll make this quick. I was definitely not a Trump supporter in the primary in 2016, but in 2020, I proudly voted for him because of the excellent job. My concern going forward, I'd love to see him as president again because I think he'd do a great job, but he has got to get off this grind everybody into the ground. Everybody, I mean, he's just so negative. Yeah, I don't think he's doing himself any favors. I agree, and I think he's, you know, so just recently he did another slam against the Santa. Oh, yeah. And the Santa was really polite in his response. It, it wasn't attacking. And I think that's what put people off, independents especially. And as I think the gentleman earlier indicated, or you guys did, we need independents, seriously. I mean, there's just not enough Republicans. And the guy just comes across as, Win at any cost. I don't care what I have to do. Yep. And I just think that's wrong. I would really love to see the guy dial it back and campaign on his accomplishments. Say, when I was there. And, and listen, and he's got plenty of, he's got plenty yeah. of things to brag about. He's got plenty of things oh to brag my about. Lord. He hey. has plenty to brag about. 
And wait so till you, wait, till, yeah, wait till your point. I know Republican women that did not vote for Donald Trump because of the way he talks and yeah, acts. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah. And 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 as you just said, we can't afford to lose any of them. Hey, Wade, good points. Appreciate it. The Blaze is reporting Disney will undergo its third restructuring in five years, laying off 7,000 employees in an attempt to make its streaming business profitable. This according to Reuters. A $5.5 billion in cuts representing approximately 3.6 of the workforce. Uh, so the um, uh, what's, what's the guy? The Bob Iker, who just came back in, has just said, you know, we're all about efficiency. And efficiency is commendable. But more important than efficiency is having a product that people want to buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are absolutely going in the wrong direction. I, did you see the report in the New York Post? They're coming out with a cartoon. It's already out. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's called The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. And it's, it's CRT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is promoting CRT. Slaves built this country, they said, and we are the descendants of the slaves in America and have earned reparations for their suffering and continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in a systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. This is a product from Disney that is aimed to kids on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, and to your point, I think last week uh, they were first saying, hey, CRT doesn't exist. Now they say CRT is fact. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, we, we got to stop it, and we and we got to stop it at an early age and keep it out of our schools, well, keep it out of our with this our with this kind of garbage coming forth from Disney. You know, I, it used to be that I was okay. I, you know, I'm I'm not going to deal with Disney. I would now promote people. You know, encourage people not. To have anything to do with Disney, not to go down to yeah, the just, theme park. Just, just yeah, just avoid enter- it. Entertain me. Don't indoctrinate me. Good grief. I mean, gosh. Congratulations, Pam Odom, our political trivia winner. And, uh, and we got to call it quits for today. Uh, Proctor and Keith Kidwell are coming up next at 1037. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 5. Bye-bye, everybody.